time for the Raytown Roundup, where we never let the truth get in the way of a good story. Today's tall tale is sure to amuse, entertain, and lead to laughter, or at least a snicker or two. So sit back, relax, and let's get caught up on what's happening with the folks in Raytown this week. Here comes the Raytown Roundup with your author and storyteller, Dr. Pam Arland. The weather has continued to be interesting. Some days are hot, some are cold, and some severe thunderstorms have kept things interesting. In Raytown, we have heard that other places have never-ending blue skies. Not only do we find it hard to believe, we find the thought of it boring. Yes, just boring. Who would want to live in such a place? What would a person talk about? What would keep your adrenaline running in an effort to stay alive? No, such a place, should it actually even exist, would not be for Raytowner. Chuck and Greta decided that they would go on vacation. Chuck is very thorough and had done research for months. This had helped pass the time during some of the blizzards that had passed through Raytown this past winter. And now the moment had come to go on vacation to Branson. Given that the whole world was open to them, Branson might seem like an odd choice. It's not that Chuck and Greta didn't appreciate Europe, but they had seen their fill of old churches. Africa seemed too dangerous, and Asia seemed like too many people. And all of them, and many locations in the U.S., had one thing in common, the need for an airplane ride. At their age, Chuck and Greta were over airplanes and airports. To them, they were both just too much trouble, too much running, too many people, too many cricks in the neck from trying to sleep in economy class, too many swollen ankles, rude people, etc., etc. Car vacations were so much better. You could throw in lots of stuff on your way there and you could come back with much more than what you left with. If you decided you wanted to buy that Mexican pottery that stood two feet tall, you could. Greta knew that Chuck could always make room for one more treasure. Over the years, Chuck had become confident of this. On a previous vacation, Greta's sister had given them an entire kitchen table and four chair set. They managed to get that and the dog and the Mexican pottery all home safely. So truly, miracles do happen, especially when it comes to packing. Because they live in the middle part of America, they could drive to so many wonderful places. But the problem with most of those places is that they had too many people and were simply too far away. Between Kansas City and Branson, there were no cities to navigate, no St. Louis to get stuck in, no Atlanta to try to get around, no Los Angeles to get lost in, no New York City to pay $50 to park in. Now, actually, Branson has its own share of traffic problems, but Chuck has solved that problem through experience. He knows just where to stay, how to get to the shows he wants to see, and where to find the empty beaches at the lake. And they can swim and have fun in the water without worrying about salt water, sharks, or jellyfish. 
People from Raytown have heard about the mysteries of the ocean, and we know that the ocean is basically, well, just death waiting to happen. Lakes will do just fine for them. As they began to pack, Greta began to construct a list for Chuck of the things he would need to acquire before they left. Never mind that Branson has all the same stores that Rayton has. This was vacation, and one had to avoid normal behaviors like shopping once you got there. So with the list several inches long, Chuck planned his strategy. He would need to go to Hy-Vee, Walmart, Ace Hardware, and Aldi's. He also needed to swing by Bill's house and borrow his fancy new golf clubs he was permitting Chuck to test out. Chuck drank a cup of coffee and off he went. He was slightly faster than a hedgehog, but anyway, he was off. He first went to Bill's house. Bill was very leisurely, very talkative, and perhaps a bit lonely. He told Chuck all the latest news in the neighborhood. The tailless squirrel had returned after being gone for a while. They had all been worried. The mama robin had her babies, four of them. The hummingbirds had not yet returned. Were they okay? Something was nibbling away at his new tomato plants, dumb rabbits. And a snake needed to be driven out of the woodpile last week. About the time the snake story wrapped up, Chuck received a text message from Greta. Where are you? Are you almost home? Oh, not only was Chuck nowhere close to home, he had not yet acquired one single thing on Greta's list. He had to get a move on. He excused himself, hopped in the car, and backed out of the driveway. As he backed out of the driveway, he noticed that some of the weather stripping in his back window was coming off. He'd have to fix that later. For now, Greta's list was top priority. Chuck ran around as fast as he could. This was difficult because he's actually not really very fast. And after living in Raytown for so long, he bumped into people that he knew everywhere he went. One friend in the Hy-Vee parking lot asked about how Chuck's car was running. Another in Walmart asked if he was on the way to the car wash. At Aldi, someone commented on the finish of his car. Chuck thought that all this interest in his car was a bit odd, but he was too busy to think about it. He was a man of focus, Greta's list. Chuck made it home and was ready to unpack the car so he could repack it in a new order with these same items. He reached for the handle of the SUV and grabbed slimy mush. He winced slightly but figured it was tree sap or something. He would wash his hand when he got inside. No time to get distracted now. Just as he had put some bags on the kitchen table and finished washing his hand, Bill sent him a text message with a picture of a mushed possum head that said, Thanks for saving my tomatoes. Chuck paused for a minute, but was used to receiving nonsensical text messages from Bill. It was usually best to just send back a silly face and move on. So that is what he did just then. Chuck finished unloading the car and closed the hatch on the back. Just then he saw it. A great light of revelation concerning Bill's text message suddenly dawned on him. The mush on the back of the car was not tree sap, 
The loose weather stripping he'd been worried about earlier was not weather stripping at all. Chuck had unknowingly killed a possum while backing out of Bill's driveway. As realization began to dawn on him that the thing in his hand was not weather stripping and the goo on his hand earlier was not tree sap, Chuck's blood began to drain from his face. He dropped the dead possum tail from his hand and leaned against a clean part of the car to catch his breath. So many things about the past two hours suddenly made sense. Chuck didn't like possums, but he didn't like killing one either. He was suddenly in inner turmoil. Possums were a nuisance, but they were God's creatures. Did their dead body goo carry any diseases? How grossed out was he going to let himself become? Chuck suddenly had a strong urge to clean his hands, to clean the car, and to take a shower. He needed a soothing cup of coffee on the couch. He stood there momentarily in shock. He wondered how many other things he had been completely unaware of today. Just then, a clap of thunder sounded and lightning raced across the sky. Greta poked her head out the front door and said, If you don't pay attention to that lightning, you'll be dead. Now you get on in here right now. Greta was right. Good thing Raytown has killer weather to help us back into reality and make us really pay attention to the things that matter. Lightning, storms, and Greta's shopping list all had to be tended to if Chuck was going to live. He felt sorry for the possum, but it was a tough world. Chuck ran back inside as a torrential downpour began. By the time it was over, all evidence of the possum was gone, which was an added bonus to Raytown weather. Chuck's strong black coffee had done the trick, and life in Raytown went back to normal, minus one possum. Well, folks, that's it for the Raytown Roundup for now. We sure would appreciate it if you'd tell your friends and family to subscribe to the podcast. New stories will be coming out each week, and you won't want to miss them. Raytown Roundup can be enjoyed wherever podcasts are found and on the web at raytownroundup.buzzsprout.com. Until we meet again, may the Lord bless you with joy, much laughter, and friendship with Jesus.